Welcome to another exciting edition of the Dr. Funk Podcast. And now, here's your host, Dr. Funkenberry. It's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> Welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast. Today we're going to talk about Sheila E's iconic, her conga room performance, a You Got the Look car commercial, estate news, football season, and an L.A. baseball team sucking. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in, for subscribing to us on iTunes, Podcast Bay, and always donate to the Dr. Funk and Barry website or the podcast. We are joined by someone who is maybe on a little bit of a brief vacation. What up, Chris? Hey, wow. I like what you've done with the place, man. It's been a while. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the girl keeping it clean and her giving me side eye when I, when I don't keep it clean. I'm doing my best. I feel like I'm the special <laughs> guest, man. It's been so long. Hey, what people couldn't, they were missing you. I mean, you're uh, still on the introduction song. Oh, that's right. I'm, yeah, I didn't go anywhere. Right. I didn't go anywhere. Right. I'm still here. I just, you know, right. I wish I, I took a vacation. It was more uh, like the opposite, but it's all right. It's all good. A staycation. <laughs> so we're going to get into stuff. First, just want to touch base on it. Someone sent me a Facebook message through the fan page saying that they saw you got the look car commercial uh i haven't seen i haven't seen me reported don't know what it is yet if it's local like you were saying or i'm sure during the patriots chiefs game tomorrow uh it'll be broadcast if it's a major commercial we'll see but i gotta kind of a re reiterate right now iterate reiterate that the family still isn't getting anything. I see some people like, oh, they're vultures. They're doing this. They're, they're not getting anything right now. The IRS still has to get money. You, you know, <laughs> the deal that Graceland has for Paisley Park, that's also to get money for Paisley to make sure to keep it. But it's also not including what Prince owed to the IRS which really sucks. So Uncle Sam, I'm your nephew, say it's true, has to get taken care of first. So they have to do all these things in order to generate income to pay that IRS bill. If you think they're living up large, you're kind of mistaken. You know, these things that they have to do with Empire that are paying tribute to them, that they're hoping will be respectful, you know... Even with the You Got the Look commercial, I know people are going to be upset about that. But man, you guys got to see the big picture here. You know, we want to make sure, like, say that Graceland pulls out of Paisley or they decide to go a different route in a few years, that Paisley is still here to do that. We also want to make sure that Prince's catalog is protected with whomever ends up with it. But right now, they're not getting money. They're probably only getting money like I brought up, you know, Taika listening to about the hologram idea or other things. They're probably getting money to listen, but they're not getting money for these T-shirts that you guys are buying or other stuff. The estate is getting that to pay for tax bills 
and other things like that. Yeah, all those uh, they're still in probate, too, right? I mean, there's a lot of attorneys. They have yeah, to which is a lot. And then one of the f- lawyers that does stuff for the family is they're still investigating the deal that that was made. And there's just so much stuff going on that we don't know about. And everyone just feels that they can go on and type in their their keyboard on their phone and put in their comment without knowing all the facts. My main thing is I don't get into a back and forth with that because you're not going to win. It's like someone who's Democrat and someone who's Republican right now, no one listens to the other. They're just going to stay the same course. So I really feel with internet people, it's the same thing. I'm not going to feed the trolls or get into it. It's not going to change their mind through what they read. I think sometimes the power of television, the power of podcast is bigger than a Twitter battle or Twitter response. People use Twitter to get news quickly or same with Facebook. If you're trying to get into a back and forth with someone, how many times does it happen when, especially when you're discussing politics, that the other person goes, oh, my God, you're so right. I am so wrong. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, I come with the Chris Rock sense of politics that he had in his legendary um, comedy special, Bigger and Blacker. He goes, we need to cut this shit out of being Republican and Democrat that one side rules of the other. We got to stop it. As he said, there's some shit that he is conservative about and there's some shit that he's liberal about. Crime, he's conservative about. Prostitution, he is liberal about. Just those things, but... It can't just be one side or other side. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that one side, like, but that's how politics is now. It's like, they all, if this, if, if Democrats are against it, Republicans are for it. If Democrats are for it, Republicans are against it. I really want things to be more down the middle. I mean, that's all I'm going to say about it is just we need to chill when it comes to the estate. They're not living it up as much as you think, you know, and let's just get into the other things. Let's get into better, happier news. Sheila E's new album, Iconic, is out. She was on Colbert this week performing. Uh, Again, Colbert over Fallon. Like, does Fallon not feel that Sheila is worthy enough. I know that he had her sit in with the roots before, but over the past few years, we've had Mavis Staples on Colbert multiple times. You had Judith Hill make her late night television debut on Colbert. Questlove is a huge Prince fan. And I hope not just of the eighties, but where is the love taking care of our veteran musicians who may not be getting the attention of a Justin Bieber that's all I got to say about that. I think more people know that Justin Bieber plays drums than Sheila E plays drums. I know a bunch of our listeners know what's up, but the public doesn't know that much. And we have a right to school them on it. And last Thursday, school was in session for two things. One that 
Chris was able to attend and the other one I was able to attend as well. But uh, Sheila first had a Q&A at the Grammy Museum and then funked it up at the Conga Room performing a majority of the iconic album. Now, Chris, you were at the Q&A at the Grammy Museum. How was that, man? Yeah, that was really special. You know, I we never know what to expect at the Grammy Museum. Sometimes people perform. Sometimes they talk. Sometimes they do both. And um, she just talked. And it's very rare that you get to hear, you know, an hour-plus interview with Sheila. And, man, she covered the gamut. It was pretty cool. And I wish I had the memory that you have because I would remember all the cool stuff that she said. Um, but mm-hmm. the interviewer asked her about touring with, you know, Ringo Starr and with Marvin Gaye. And, you know, it's it was cool. Mm-hmm. Obviously brought up Prince, too. But, man, she covered a lot. It was pretty cool. And even took a couple questions from the audience, and one of which I got to ask, so I was very excited about that. But um, Do tell. Um, what was really cool is that she talked about the genesis of Icon and where it came from. Now, this, it was basically the election really kind of caused her to change her thinking. So she just, she told us how that she was actually working about a year prior to that. She was working on a dance album. She thought, you know, I've never done just a straight dance album, which she said was kind of funny because everything in the 80s she did was pop and kind of dancey. But anyway, she wanted to do a dance album. And this was the beginning, the, the end of 2015, beginning of 2016. Well, and then right. once Prince passed away, it obviously shook her emotionally. And she decided, no, I, I can't do that right now. I need to switch gears and I need to release this in a different way. And so, you know, her emotions and things. So she actually jumped into writing a different type of album that was inspired by his passing and, and what she was going through. And she was doing that. And that's right. where we got her single. And I always get this wrong. Is it Girl Meets Boy or Boy Meets Girl? I think it's Girl Meets Boy. Um, she did that single and that was part of that album. Well, she was working right. on that album and all of a sudden the election came about and she saw, you know, just everything going on in the world and it actually caused her to switch gears again and make her address this. Now she really wanted to address, you know, just the social issues and it just, it's felt, it felt like it was all over back in the sixties with all the civil rights issues and the politics and everything. So she got inspired to do this album and, um, so that's what she talked about. Um, I asked the question if she planned on revisiting the, the album that she was working on after Prince's passing. And she said, yes, definitely. That album will come out eventually as well as the dance mm-hmm. album. So she's got some albums lined up that are going to be pretty special, I think. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. But right now, this iconic album, um, it is funky. We had a chance uh, about a month ago to listen to it before it came out. So, you know, we talked about it on the podcast. Um, But yeah, Mm -hmm. she's really excited. Every song has a story. um, And uh, it was, it's pretty special. One, one of the songs that actually kind of got me in the feels was she talked about Pusher Man. And she said she wanted to put that on the album because she thought that um, our drug administration is actually the Pusher Man pushing all these prescription drugs, hmm. you know, down our throats and, and can right. you know, 
allowing the doctors to overprescribe all these opioids and things that, you know, that have killed hundreds of thousands of people. And it's just, she's just, you know, wanted to, wanted to voice her concerns about that. And so, yeah, that was obviously close to home. Yeah. Now, another thing that you told me is someone asked what kind of influence Prince had over Sheila, like what did uh, she learn from him? And she kind of said that he actually learned more from me. Is that accurate? Like what was exactly said? And I I think she might have said it kind of in jest, you know, almost kind of like that cockiness like Mm. Prince has, you know, it's like, oh, I learned from him. You mean he learned from me? Um, I think, well, I think she thought uh, that she was able to instill a lot of, you know, the feminine part, you know, and, uh, the way she is, you know, she's, she's tenacious, you know, and she goes after what she wants. You know, you don't, you don't be a, uh, you don't become right. a, a woman drummer in a, in a male dominated world for decades and be able to right. survive without that killer instinct. But yeah, it was pretty funny. In all truthfulness not truthiness we're gonna be talking about like colbert (laughs) sheila was like an established musician before she met prince in the late 70s and he was this up-and-coming person albeit a multi-instrumentalist but there may have been a little bit of something to that and maybe like sheila playing in the pocket or being able to do certain things because as you know, as we all know, that Prince drums himself. It may not be something they did on the regular, but as Terry Lewis would say, that I play, play bass every single day, and he plays whenever he wants to play it, and he still outplays me. You know? Right. So there may, there may have been something to that. But, um, you know, there's no doubt that Sheila is extremely talented, and all and all these other things. I am curious though, because it really seems like in the eighties, you know, Prince's band, the revolution was black and white, male and female. Then you'd have Sheila, you know, take up the drums on a sign of the times tour. There's always female drummers. But it just seems right now like everything is divided again that there is as many female drummers i know we we know hannah welton who drummed for prince as well cindy blackman cora dunham with beyonce who was with this prince as well interesting enough Hmm. i'm just curious like how hard it was for sheila to get some of the gigs in a male-dominated world and if she's kind of feeling the pressure again in recent times that you know, they'll pass her up for someone who may not have as much talent as she does. I'm just really curious about that. No one, no one asked a question like that at the Grammy Museum, did they? Well, actually, there was a girl. Um, she was pretty young. Uh, I'd say like in her early Good. 20s. Um, but she, she asked her, what advice do you have for a new up-and-coming drummer, a female drummer? The, the girl had been drumming, she said, for 10 years. So she really was into it. And um, one of the things Sheila said, she's like, you know, you have to be on time. You know, it's kind of the probably those things like you can't slip, basically. She said, you, you have to be on time, which means you need to be 20 minutes early. On time is 20 minutes early. And you need to learn all the material. So you have to study. 
So if you're coming on new, you need to learn all of their songs, everything, so that you are prepared. So be prepared, be on time. Probably those right. you know basic things, but I don't know, maybe being a woman, you have to make sure you're you know just that much more prepared or that much much earlier mm-hmm. so you're ready so there's no excuse for them you know right interesting sheila if you're listening we we'd love to have you on i know that we discussed it let's make it happen so we can answer more questions like this and teach the babies now let's get to the conga room show speaking of on time i think there was a start time of 9 p.m and didn't she start a little bit after 10 p.m chris yeah yeah i remember it did, yeah uh it it went a little bit later than we thought, but that's okay. We come to we come to mm-hmm. be used to that, right? Yes. Yes. Now, well, the cool thing about handle it. The cool thing about the performance is that the band she had on the stage was the exact band she said that recorded the entire album. So it's really cool for right. her to have this album release party with the entire band that recorded it. Uh, they recorded all 14 songs in seven days, which is unbelievable. And um, one of the cool things, she had a lot of special guests from the album, which was really cool. Uh, Freddie Stone came out and played Everyday People. And one of the cool things she told us about that song in the Q&A at the Grammy Museum before was that they did that song in one take. Can you believe that? So that say that one more time yeah, for our listeners. One take with a special guest. Yes, he was part of the band that did did that song originally, but they actually did it in one take. That is phenomenal. So when when you listen to the album and you hear that song, they did that in one take. I'm it blows my mind. That's cool. Now, she basically performed a majority of iconic as we were talking about after the show there was more songs that we could name that weren't performed meaning in a sense that a majority of it was played it would be easier to say which songs weren't played yeah absolutely um then she had a bunch of guest stars we said but they were all basically people that were on the album the only person that i saw the prn family was in the house but the only person that i saw that didn't get up on stage uh, was CeeLo, CeeLo Green. Oh, yes. CeeLo actually did get up for a little bit and sang. Um, Where did I go? Yeah, I know. huh? He came up and just kind of vamped uh, during the James Brown medley. And um, he just he was, he was just playing around really for, for a few minutes on stage. It was kind of cool. She begged him to come up and he did and just kind of, you know, he danced around a little bit and just kind of did some sta- things. So it was funny. But it was good. He's he's such a good performer. That's cool. Yeah, I've we've seen him before. I believe last year when Marcus Marcus Anderson was playing with him, but we saw when Marcus was on a break. Um, Adrian Crutchfield played with CeeLo Green, and Apollonia was in the audience. And afterwards, people were swarming her for photos and. All those other great things. Now, another thing, and I wasn't able to go to it. It's still, I guess I'm still feeling the after effects of their performance at the Wiltern Theater back in June. 
but the revolution played at an event in LA on Labor Day and did a set. Right. And it yeah. seems like people had a lot of fun. You know, they, they did their set. Let's work. You know, controversy, a bunch of other things. I'm always wary to see if sometimes it snows in April was played, but, um, seems that they were very, um, open with the crowd, taking photos afterwards and whatnot. So that's really cool to see because, uh, LA didn't really get a meet and greet at their show nope. because of how many industry people there were. Right. Um, and I totally, this weekend wasn't exactly the best weekend for me. And, um, even if I wanted to go to the revolution thing on Monday, um, some of the people that follow me on Instagram or whatnot, uh, we found a bird in our courtyard, me and my girlfriend, um, on Friday. Someone let us know. And I'll keep in mind last week, it was like 114 degrees every day. Yeah. There was a bird in our courtyard in a box just sitting there. So weird. And it had a bruised wing and bruised leg. It looked like broken. And, um, you know, we, we had to take care of something really quick. Couldn't go back upstairs. But as soon as we got back home, we took the bird up, put it in a new box, gave it some water and we're calling the animal shelter. And, uh, it was rather late in the day. You know, the bird was freaked out, named him Austin, uh, just cause we needed him to have healing powers. So Austin powers, uh, <laughs> but you know, it just was so sad because originally he was moving a lot because he was scared and he kept putting himself into the corner and we were trying to like get him water and then we're trying to feed him breadcrumbs. And then the animal shelter said not to feed him anything, just give him water. Right. Then we pulled out like this tray that's like from my George Foreman grill. I pulled out the tray just like so kind of like the bird can give himself Austin give himself a bath a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really do that. He did lay in it later. Like I kept my girl updated throughout the night, was taking photos of it and just, you know, I'd blow on it because originally it kind of seemed like it was soothing him. But now I was blowing on it to make sure he was still alive because I wasn't seeing any movement. So I was kind of worried about that. But I took him the next day. And it was in Calabasas, but it wasn't like Kardashian, Kanye West, Calabasas. It was further out to where what was in that Calabasas before where it was just kind of like rural, rural areas. Now, as you know, I've been trying to replace my car for a little bit before right. something bad happened to it. Um, like they give me an address and then it's like nothing there. And I'm told to go up like four more miles and it's only like this this road and there's this car behind me being a total dick you know and then i finally get in and it's honking at me and i'm going through this hill that only has this like path where your car can fit oh no and if you don't fit you're going over the edge right oh god and i'm like oh yeah my car maybe 10 years ago could have did this easily and um i did it i parked in front I was worried it's up the top of the hill. I put in Austin. They said I can check on him. And then um, I'm going back. And my whole plan for the day was to wash my car and look for cars. Because I hear Labor Day weekend is the best time to do that. Okay. 
I get a call from my job that I do during the week and I'm on call, the emergency person, and I have to come back. My car, um, it's, it's stopped and it makes this weird shaking. It shakes and it's a weird noise. Then all of a sudden I look and my temperature gauge is so close to the H. Then the check engine light comes on. I'm like, well, I better go home now. And I don't think I'm going to be getting a car now. And it was right at 1150 and car places on a Saturday open at 12 p.m. I mean, they close at 12 p.m. So I'm screwed now. Can't get a rental car. Um, so my car will only go 15 miles an hour. So I start putting on my hazard lights and going, man, I hope one of these crazy fools hit me. Park the car to the side, not too far from where I live. Moved it back a little bit later. I took care of the incident. And then... Um, <laughs> I was without a car and then, you know, my friends Tamiko and Angie came over and we hung out for a bit. Um, then the next day, uh, someone took me to a car rental place and I had everything taken care of. And then I didn't have everything taken care of. They were, had way too many people there and there was other stuff that they wanted. I didn't plan on. So I had to call other people at 10 o'clock in the morning to kind of come pick me up and get me somewhere else. We went to another car dealership, a uh, car rental place. And uh, I booked a car while waiting in the other rental place. And they said, we don't have one for you. You can wait here. Someone's supposed to return one. But if they don't, you don't. Oh, wow. And it's like 1130 now when I started at 9 a.m. Yeah. So 1155, someone comes in, returns the car. They didn't fill up the tank all the way and they didn't clean it. So I got a little bit of a discount. Okay. But um was able to get the rental, was able to do stuff, but and then I went to car dealerships. Man, it is so different. I I rather deal with dealerships, but even then I had a little bit of a headache with a couple that I went to. The past few days have just been so stressful and just makes me feel defeated and takes so much out of me. Like the other times I got a car, it was a really good experience. You know, and you negotiate the heck out of stuff. Now there's no room for negotiation. The internet has changed all that. And, right. you know, even the professional dealers, this guy Reza was a little bit of a punk. And then this other guy, I can't remember his name, but man, he was a jerk and disrespected my girlfriend. Really? And I really didn't appreciate that. Oh, no. That's Dude, cool. they, they talk down to him. Just like I always worry, you know, like when your girl brings in her car to get the car fixed, that they're going to say, oh, this needs to be done, this needs to be done. Yeah. Not thinking that they know their shit. Girl knows her shit. And him trying to be that way, you know, it, it's just insane. You know, and I would, I just was very pissed. Like I wanted to walk out that moment with her and she kind of wasn't having it. Like she's like, I can put up with this bullshit, but I didn't like it. And I just wanted to check them on it. And, you know, the only thing you can kind of do right now is give them bad Yelp reviews and then they find ways to remove it. So it was a tough, it was a tough week. I couldn't get to the revolution show still, you know, trying to do the car thing and get stuff going. Uh, but, and I called yesterday to see how Austin was doing because they said I needed to stay, 
needed to stabilize him two days before getting seen. And they said okay. he wasn't really looking good on the entire drive up there. He really wasn't moving. I was trying to play him some Prince tunes, <laughs> him a little bit funky. Maybe he'd start doing the bird. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, but yeah, and I called yesterday and they still haven't called me back. So I have to call them again. So I don't know what's going on with that. I know some of you asked on social media. You know, my girl has made me more aware of stuff like that and caring for animals. So she rubs off of me on that. But the revolution I hear the show was really good. Gotta get a car again so I can go to this stuff. Probably gonna be Ubering and lifting to pay it off. But hey, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, another thing that happened is there was more estate news that some other People that were claiming to be half siblings of John Nelson or Maddie, uh, they were dismissed. Oh, good. So now, yeah, but that's more court fees for things like this that are taking up time. But yeah, as we know, it's the six heirs. You know, Taika is a full sibling, and the rest, including Omar, are half siblings. But you know, Taika and Omar are on the same page. The rest of the family isn't. So that's frustrating. But um, right now, it really, Comerica has a majority of the stay, of the say, what's going on with the estate. So they're the ones trying to make the money, try to, try to pay the tax bill. It's not like Taika's getting a check. It's not like Omar's getting a check. It's not like Sharon's getting a check. You know, they're just doing these things to do stuff. And I don't care if his color was purple or orange or whatnot, but, um, he was more, more known for purple than, for anything else. I'm sure that he had times where he favored other colors over that, but purple ruled his world. And, you know, it wasn't called orange crush. It was called purple rain, you know, just some other things. I just don't want us to all trip on that. Sometimes I feel it's just a distraction. Um, but that's really it. And I know Andy Allo played the weekend before of the Mayweather McGregor fight. I didn't go to that. I usually go to Andy's shows. I don't think he went to that. He was yeah, watching the fight I, as well. I wasn't able to make it so. either. Yeah. Due to unforeseen circumstances <laughs> of a major boxing fight. Yeah. The biggest boxing Andy Allen will not be seen by Chris and Jay. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we've, we've seen but her yeah. a bunch of times and we, you know, we'll be there next time for sure. I'm, you know, I can't wait. And then this week, we should see videos from the Dimes and Pearls era hit YouTube sometime Friday. Yeah, they keep rolling them uh, out. There huh? hasn't really. Yeah. But they'll like they didn't post the extended version of Party Man until like a week later. They didn't post the extended version at These in the Temple or the remix for New Power Generation or Tevin Campbell's Round Around or Mavis Staples Melody Cool. Um even like maybe the Times performance of Shake during the movie could have been put up on there along with Mavis. But uh, we'll see if they add that these in the Temple Long version of the remix to New Power Generation along with the Dimes of Pearls era stuff, which is quite a lot. Yeah. So maybe we'll see if they break it up into two parts. <coughs> now, speaking of being broken up into two parts, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the baseball team out here, was... Uh, having one of the most amazing seasons ever. They were at 91 wins about two weeks ago. They're now at 92 wins and have lost 11 of their last 12 games, including six to Arizona, which 
were 16 back before this losing streak the Dodgers happened. I think they're within 11 games now. I mean, with less than a month to play, you would think the Dodgers would uh, be able to clinch. But I've seen weird things happen to where they may just lose the rest of their games. You never know. But Arizona has been winning this series against them. They're going to make the playoffs just because of how many wins they had. In any other division, Arizona would be the division leader. But since the Dodgers were so far ahead with 91 wins, it's been stuck. Now they're at 92. That's just really amazing to me and crazy. And then the Angels are like a game and a half out now. Their playoff uh, chase is a little bit more interesting than the Dodgers, although the Dodgers are just having a very weird meltdown. They get hot in July and August, but world championships are won in October and getting hot in September. So they just they just got hot at the wrong time. Let's see if they can get hot again. Now, I know you are more excited about another sport that's kicking off tomorrow night and this weekend. The NFL season is in full effect, and you have no doubt that the Raiders are going to the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> well, there's there's a few games that have to be played before then, but I would love to see the Raiders back in the Super Bowl. It's been a long drought. What? 15 years or so. So yeah, I think this is, this is the year. Now keep in mind, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan and, uh, ouch. The Cowboys haven't been there in the Cowboys haven't been there in 20 years, but everyone acts like they were just there two years ago. Like they're the freaking Patriots. They're not 20. Yeah. It's been a very tough 1996 was the last time they won the Super Bowl. Wow. Against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Was that the Troy Aikman days? Neil O'Donnell. It was the Troy Aikman days. Yeah. The guy who got me into being a fan because of him being a UCLA Bruin. That was it. Um, yeah. I just find it funny because sometimes when, I, when I'm wearing my Cowboys hat, the Dallas Cowboys hat, not a Cowboy Stetson hat. Um, so we go like, are you from Texas? I'm like, no. And they're like, why the Cowboys hat? And I have to tell them about the whole Troy Aikman UCLA thing. But yeah, we haven't won it in, in 20 years. And, uh, I don't know. The NFC is really tough, man. Like, you got Aaron Rodgers, you can't count out the Seattle Seahawks. You know, Arizona Cardinals are a little bit of a question mark. You don't know what they're going to do. The freaking New York Giants and Eli Manning. I mean, on your side, it, it seems like a little bit open. Like, you got to worry about the Patriots and, that's pretty much it. You know, you got to worry about if Denver is going to be good in your division or if Kansas City lost a step or if the Chargers, you know, if Philip Rivers is just going to start throwing 500 yard games and trying to win all of them. But you guys are in a pretty good position. You know, I think barring injury, um, you guys should be playoff bound, if not Super Bowl bound. Uh, you know, I'm having to hear all week how Carson Wentz is a better quarterback than Dak. Dak just has more weapons on the offensive line. And then, of course, Eli Manning. And those are two teams in our own division. You know, it's just kind of tough. And with the Super Bowl being in Minnesota this year, they still haven't announced yet who the Super Bowl performer is going to be. Oh, wow. I know for the past two years. Yeah. They were trying to get Taylor Swift. Uh Taylor Swift didn't want to follow Katy Perry. So Taylor Swift is going to be the halftime show of the college football championship. 
Shut up. No. Yep. ABC will not confirm it, but makes total sense with her new album being out and all the stuff new tour behind that. But, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, Prince would have performed the Super Bowl again. And we kind of talked about that before and we need to get into it. I just I feel that Prince would have been involved, but it would have been people that he liked. It would have been mostly females. It would have been Janelle Monet. You know, I don't think Beyonce would do it again. Maybe other artists, Alabama Shakes, you know, people that can handle it. I even think that, you know, he would have Sheila involved if he was still here and able to do these things. So, you know, I can't, I couldn't imagine him performing a Super Bowl again, even with it being his own hometown. But that's what Prince would do is he would put the spotlight on others. You know, he would have Judith Hill knocking out stuff and all these other things going on. So it's just interesting to see what's going to happen and who the Super Bowl act is going to be. I can't even remember. Oh, it was Coldplay. No, that was the year before. I can't even remember who did the Super Bowl this year. Wow. Was, uh, yeah. Um, wasn't it? It wasn't Coldplay this year, right? It was Lady Gaga. Gaga. Yeah. She was good. Yeah, that she was, was cool. good. Sorry about that, Gaga <laughs> fans. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, and then she had a tour follow it, you know, the Joanne album as well. We'll see what's going on. But, you know, I'm Minnesota. I don't know. I just don't think it's going to be local musicians or other stuff. But uh, I'm just interested on in who it's going to be. I mean, are they going to get Bruno Mars for record-setting time? Right. it seems like the NFL, in case of emergency, <laughs> break glass for Bruno Mars. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, uh, maybe he can kind of be what the role that I thought Prince should have this year and maybe bring in the time and do a special tribute, but with other artists, but I just don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who's on that level. Uh, maybe Maroon five, you know, uh, Super Bowl is on CBS this year. So I really don't think CBS wants, uh, the guy that's on their number one show on NBC, the voice to be performing at the Super Bowl. But we will see what's going to happen. Do you, you have any anyone in there that you like to see? Well, I, I like when they go with The Rock. That's cool. Um, I, has the Foo Fighters ever played the Super Bowl? I don't think so. I don't think they're. I don't know if they're. That's big a enough. good choice. I would love to see them. They're just awesome live, and they would now, definitely keep the energy going. You are one hundred percent right, and maybe they can do a Prince song this time since he did the best of you back when he. You know, tore up the Would that Super be Bowl. cool if, you, if they return the favor? <laughs> and they do have a new album coming out. Yep. And last week, uh, or recently, they were in the studio with none other than Justin Timberlake. Really? So just imagine interesting that that would be really cool. All right. And don't forget, y'all, 
the PRN alumni is this weekend. They have an event on Thursday. They have an event on Saturday. They have new merch up. If you're in Minnesota and can get there, go to these events. King is performing. And we're having these great panels that I wish I was a part of. God, I wish I it could get out my there. It hurts my heart. Yeah. Yeah, it, it hurts my heart not to be there. I kind of hope they do something like this in L.A. Next but. time. Next time. Oh, hey, sp- yeah, um, speaking of which, um, I noticed that uh, Stasia Lang, the designer who's going to be in one of the panels at Paisley, is going to be out here when Steve Park does his book signing at um, Barnes & Noble's. She's going to be talking with him. I don't know if she's going to be interviewing him or what, but she said she'll be con- be in conversation for his book signing. So that's kind of cool. Yes, it is. It's a Friday night. We'll see if I'm able to make it. Uh, can I wait till September 21st to get his book though? Well, if you want, that's the you problem. Can, Cause I think I, you can borrow my UK version. It won't have the extra, extra pictures, but, uh, well, I have, I have the UK version. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I want this, but I'm just like, you know, because usually they want you to buy the book to talk with them or autograph or whatever. Uh, I do just want to go there to support Steve and Stasia being there would be good, especially because at the celebration, I really, I didn't get to see her panel for some strange reason. So LA got some stuff going on. Minneapolis always got some stuff going on from the heart of Minnesota for the purple Yoda. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for donations over the past month. I need to hit some of you back. I've been extremely busy and where I thought I was going to have some time over Labor Day weekend. Um, I just wasn't. I just felt not myself at all. I felt just uh, tired, anxiety. I'm not an anxious person, but it was ridiculous. And, uh, Hopefully everything's okay with Austin. Got to check up on that. I'm kind of afraid of everything. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. So glad to be back. Right now. Okay. All right, y'all. Much love. Till next time. Okay, then. Keep it focused.